2: Welcome back, dejected Tampa Bay Lightning fans and hootin' and hollerin' and celebrating fans of the Colorado Avalanche, your 2022 Stanley Cup winners. My name is P.C. Tunney. I am your podcast Jedi. I am joined, as always, right here on Chair Shot Bets by the Velvet Pipes, the MVP, the man who mashes his M&Ms because his mama said so. It's Christopher Platt.
1: Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen. And yes, she made me. Congratulations yeah, to yeah, the Avalanche! <laughs> uh, yes, Mama made me match my M It's called alliteration. I get it. I'm yes, it is. Yes. I'm aware of alliteration. But yeah, congr- congratulations to the Avalanche, though. Uh, granted, Colorado right about now doesn't need a whole lot of reason to turn up, but I'm sure they. Uh, uh, I'm sure they put one in the air for their beloved hockey team.
2: For sure, for sure. So the window pays the Avalanche betters. Uh, as we are all done now with Stanley Cup. We're all done with NBA. So, Chris, we're in the middle of summer, and boy, oh, boy, wait until the All-Star break when there's not even baseball for a, like a half a week, and then there's no tennis major and no golf major, all that at the same time. Wait till the biggest story is the hot dog eating contest. Wait till that. At least we have more than that today, my friend.
1: That's like next week, sir.
2: This is great. I can't wait. <laughs> the, week, the week after that, I think it's the week after, right before the British Open. So, uh, well, the hot dog eating is the Fourth of July. Yeah, I know, but that that's there's at least baseball this weekend. I kind of got those two confused. It's the week gotcha, after gotcha. When the All Star All Star game is pushed back a little bit later. Everything's all sporting events are all mixed up and pushed yeah. around now. You know, PGA redid their schedule. NFL's got seventeen games. That just that just feels dirty to say. Like, is there anything about any sport that really bothers you? Because me, the NFL going to 17 games is something I'm just not going to get over. It kind of ruins the statistical nature of the game. The guys already were playing too many games. You know, what about you? Any any other sport, that sport, any rule, anything like that that always comes to your mind? And, like, I'm sick of this. This is bullshit.
1: The NFL is a good one. I, I hate the 17th game. I hate it really for the players. Um baseball and the no fun league, like baseball just not allowing people to have fun or show personality, those those sanctimonious unwritten rules from 150 years ago, that shit pisses me off. Because I love baseball, but it's like, what the fuck, man? Why can't you let them, yeah, flip your bat?
2: You well, know what I mean? Maybe, it, yeah. it, they're they're trending that way. It's, it's, it's not as bad as it was uh, even a few years ago, but I agree with that. I guess on the baseball side of things, I hate – that in extra innings now they start with a runner on second base. I think they're getting rid of that after this year. Like, you know, people are okay. If they if they don't want to watch the end, they're going to turn it off. And if they don't want to stay till the end because it's too long, they're going to leave. The only thing that matters is that they get there and pay the money to get in. I mean, who cares if it's an extra 45 minutes? You know you're going to a baseball game.
1: Yeah, nobody's going to sit there and watch nine innings of baseball and be in overtime and say, oh, got to get home or I'm just going to turn this off. Nobody's going to do that. So you might as well just rock with it the way it is.
2: Yeah, that or go to like, a, you know, after two extra innings, you go to a home run derby, a shootout, if you will, like like hockey and soccer, at least in the yeah. in the regular season or something.
1: Yeah, I, could, I could smoke a bag of that.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. At four point line, you want a four point line in the NBA?
1: No, man. The NBA doesn't need to get fixed, man. They just need to tighten up the schedule. I think 66 to 72 games is plenty.
2: Well, what are they talking about for that? They're talking about 68 games and uh, in mid season tournament or something like that?
1: Yeah, which that's perfect. The only problem is it's going to hike the fucking prices up because they have less games.
2: But what is th- – true, it's already out of hand, actually, anyway, to sit anywhere decent, to be honest with you. Um, unless you're mm-hmm. getting a deal somewhere or something, but somebody's paying for that. But what is – what is it – where do you get the meaning for this midseason tournament is my question, if that's what they're, they're talking about. Like, do you get guaranteed a playoff spot or do you get guaranteed a certain seating level or – you know, I, what is – what is all that?
1: That's a good question. I'd say give them money. You know what I mean? Give them like a $15 million bonus. There's 15 players on the team. Give them $15 million bonus for whoever wins the tournament. Everybody can use an extra million.
2: Right, but then you're going to have a team like, well, and that's funny. <laughs> Who's going to be playing in these games, though? You know, like you get a team that's all veterans that are trying to win a championship that have already made, you know, over half the rosters made over a hundred million dollars in their career already. They're not going to really give a shit about this when they're trying to stay in shape and healthy for a championship, not a mid bonus.
1: She extra million dollars is still an extra million dollars. I feel where you coming from. Like I couldn't see, for example, like a LeBron or somebody like that being worried about this, but some of those other guys, yeah, it's an extra million dollars. Like, okay. Uh, for example, fucking uh, Luca Dante, you really think that, well, he's not a veteran uh, I don't know, man, just just figure the shit out, it's something, at least the NBA tries shit, and I appreciate it, I'm not saying they have all their ducks in a row, but they're at least, as opposed to a lot of these other leagues they're not opposed to trying things and seeing what works, and th- that's what everybody needs to do, man, people need to get more creative, especially now when thanks to these cell phones, man, everybody has the attention span of a piece of cotton
2: well, we're gonna figure that shit out, like Platt said. While you listen to this, and while you listen to this, head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You're listening to Chair Shot Bets. You can follow us at Chair Shot Bets, and make sure you head on over to thechairshot.com where we encourage you to enjoy your day the Chair Shot way by always using your head. The third member of Share Shot Bets, ladies and gentlemen, John Tesh.
1: Uh, go ahead. We got to get him on one day, John. If you're listening, man, we'd love to have you come on and chop it up about this song, about yeah. sport, about anything you want to talk about, man. Somebody reach out to John Ch- Ch- Tesh. I agree. Easy for me to say,
2: I, John Tesh. I, w- I wonder if he still he has, has the. Uh, times. I wonder if he still has the tape cassette from the the, the message he left on his answering machine. Wouldn't you? I mean, maybe, but some people don't keep stuff. <laughs> All right, here we go. We're getting into the good part. We'll let the, we'll get into the good let's... bridge. You never get to listen to it. All right, let's get into it. A lot of news here in the NBA, Christopher, as we're recording thursday morning you're listening thursday afternoon and free agency starts i believe at five or six p.m eastern today so let me go break down some headlines real quick and then we'll kind of you know vet them out between us kyrie irving has opted in on his player option for 36 and one half million dollars next season for the brooklyn nets james harden and Bradley Beal have both denied options. I believe Harden's was $47 million and Beal's was 36 dollars something like that. They both have uh, opted out of that and become unrestricted free agents. Uh, Harden says that he wants to do it because he wants to build a better roster and thinks he can make a more cap-friendly number this year and gain more money in the long run by signing a longer contract with them. That could work out to both. We'll talk about that. Uh Bradley Beal sounds like he's not going to be in Washington. And then last but not least, Platt, let's start right here, the breaking news, and then we'll come back around to Kyrie and then Harden and Beal. Devontae Murray to the Atlanta Hawks for a whole bunch of picks, but you're pairing two of the best young guards in the league. One of them is a defensive, you know, uh, savant in, in Devontae Murray. And in, in, in addition, being able to score the ball – uh, adding that with Trey Young, it kind of takes away some of Trey's weaknesses. What were your initial thoughts? I mean, you're in the heart of it. You you live right there, right near Atlanta. What's, what's the story down there? How does everybody feel? And how do you feel being, you know, an expert NBA fan that you are?
1: Personally, from a basketball perspective, I thought this was the biggest move that was made yesterday, to be honest with you, uh, for all the reasons that you just broke down. This is a guy that not only does he can he handle the ball and facilitate, and he'll allow Trey Young to play a little bit more off the ball, which is a scary thought, but defensively, that's really, really where he's going to help him because offensively, this team was already loaded. They could score with anybody in the league, but where they regressed this past season from their run a couple years ago was that they didn't bring it every night defensively, and this young man is going to bring it every night defensively. He's one of the best young on-ball defenders in the entire league, And a lot of people don't really know about him because San Antonio hasn't really been relevant the past few seasons. And the craziest thing to me is that they basically got him for nothing. I mean, yeah, some picks, and I think Gallinari was thrown in as well. But, I mean, this was a steal. If I'm Boston, I'm looking at this move and kicking myself like, what the hell? We could have put that together because we got hella picks, too. So we could have we put that shit together, and he would have been just what the doctor ordered for that Celtics oh, I mean, team. But I mean, yeah, um, if
2: you think about a starting lineup in Boston of Marcus Smart, DeWante Murray, Jalen Brown, uh, Jason Tatum, and, and Robert Williams, that's very solid with Al Horford coming off the bat. Well, I don't know. The the, the founding of youth may ended with Horford. But, yeah, DeWante <laughs> Murray fits into any fucking team, Chris, because not only can he score, but he's proven to be unselfish in averaging nine assists, and he plays defense. So, like – Hey, of course I want that guy. You know, it's like, it's like, what team could Aaron Rodgers make better? Well, all of them, you know what I mean?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree, man. But yes, that's why I say I thought this was the biggest basketball move that happened yesterday. I'm excited. You know, I, I like watching the Hawks anyway. Obviously, like you said, I'm in Atlanta, so I see a lot of Hawks games just by proxy. But yeah, I'm excited to see how this fits in and. Nate got him a dog now. Somebody that's going to go out there and play defense. Yeah, Nate's got him a dog, so we're going to see what happens. And in the, the East, I mean, go ahead.
2: Well, they got to compete. There's, I mean, the East has become yeah. – the East and the West have probably, pretty much evened out. But I would say, you know, you keep the Bigs and Capella and Collins healthy down there. And um, you, you also have – Evened out. Huh? Evened out. The East and the West? Yes. You think the balance of power is even? No, I think the East has more power than the West now.
1: Okay, 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 okay. I'm, okay, maybe you misspoke or I misunderheard, but please continue.
2: Well, it it did even out, and now the East has kind of surpassed it a little bit, but not to the degree that it used to be where the West was, like, ridiculously tough. Uh, okay, you got the champs there, okay? You
1: got Memphis. Okay, yeah, the West has some young teams, but they're – not as top heavy as the east at all like you could I no, the east is
2: better now but i'm saying the west yeah. was a lot better than the east was now when the west was really good when it was oh, like no, no, when I it was like it. you have to win 48 games 50 games to get into the playoffs remember those few years
1: that's what pissed me off because everybody was overreacting about that Said, oh we've got to
2: change well, the playoff format and that's it's like, what no, led to all always, this that's what led to all of this, actually, where, you know, if you finish in the top 10, you at least have a chance to get into the playoffs. So I think I, I firmly believe that's what kickstarted. No, you this. know what happened? You know what happened? I society became wussified and we have to give everybody a fucking ribbon and a flower. That, too.
1: But that's a different show. We'll save that one for one of the weeks. Oh, I got a lot of thoughts on that shit. We'll save that. I got for a the lot of problems with so. you
2: people. And now you're going to hear about it.
1: <laughs> but no, what happened was LeBron went out west that's what that's what was going on in the east man nobody wanted to sign out east because they knew they had to go through LeBron for the foreseeable future he goes out west and now all of a sudden the East is back when you know who won the pony
2: well and 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 LeBron's old now he can't carry a team that by too. himself anymore um, but who really can it's kind of become that way which is really weird uh, that guys just can't last a whole season.
1: It's harder to play basketball nowadays than I think it's ever been. Well, it's a faster, stronger
2: you know, game than ever with faster, the evolution of talent and, and bodies of the NBA, for sure.
1: It's like every And sport. there's a lot more movement involved, too, because now you got to chase a motherfucker out 30 feet and then run back and get into the paint. Like, that shit adds up on the odometer, man. Not it's a just thing. a lot – you you know, you got to yeah, you got to defend a lot further out now than you used to have to do. And it's just – yeah, the thing there's is, a lot though, more – it's, it's just harder.
2: The physical care and nutrition is a lot better than it was, and travel is a lot easier as well. So, you know, some people would say it balances out. But, uh, but nonetheless, yeah. I'll,
1: but I'll, there's no – there's there's no off season either. Like these melon farmers are training year round. You know the guys previously had off seasons, and your body needs time to recuperate. The body's not made to do what they do for you know six months out the year, and then you can't even get the two or three months to relax and let your body rest and recuperate. It's a lot, man. And and you see it come up in the playoffs. You see a, how many injuries have we've had in the playoffs the past what three or four years? Seven. Of big
2: name guys. Oh, I don't know.
1: A lot. A lot. Technical term.
2: No, yeah. You look at the playoffs last year and every big team had a big injury for at least a few games or not. So that's just the nature of the beast. Let's let's move back over to some of these guys opting in and opting out opting in. Were you surprised Kyrie Irving?
1: No, because he lost out on what, 17, 18 million last year. And, you know, like I spoke about on these airwaves, man, this is his job. So he's not going to leave that money on the table. Plus, that's still a good position to be in in brooklyn if kd comes back and you can get something out of ben simmons that's not a bad
2: position to be 130 in 130 out of 246 games were missed in the last three seasons in the regular season by Kyrie irving yeah another reason he needs to go get that money <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting to see what Ben Simmons is going to look like with that team and just on a team in the NBA again uh, as he continues to prove my theory that he doesn't really like playing basketball. (sighs) What do you see for this team? I mean, Durant's another year older.
1: Yeah, and that's another guy that got slowed by injuries by the time the postseason came around because he had to carry so much of the load. But I'm not saying a dangerous he's, team. Right.
2: And I'm not saying Durant, not still one of the most impactful and, and best players in the league. But. No, I get it. He's a year older,
1: but I'm sure they're looking or exploring at, you know, making some other moves and stuff like that. And if you could get something from Ben Simmons, it's going to take him a while to get back in the flow. But let's not act like this dude last time he played a full season wasn't defensive player of the year and Third Team all NBA I I know the the minuses are glaring right now and for good reason, but he's still a damn good basketball player and can contribute to this team. And if he can't get along with Steve Nash, yeah, he might as well just go back and play in Australia.
2: (laughs) Uh, Speaking of Australia, uh, Patty Mills, I believe, opted out of his one-year option with the Nets. Another minor opt-out was Bobby Portis with the Bucks, declined
0: new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in Washington DC
2: uh James Harden and Bradley Beal both opt out let's save Beal for last because I feel like we can kind of speculate on that a little bit more there's a little bit more meat on that bone do you believe Harden because I do that he wants to stay in Philly and that he wants to just get a longer term deal and wants to win a championship. And I think he believes in Joel Embiid Tyrese Maxey's a hell of a fucking young player as well. In my opinion.
1: Hell yeah. I don't understand how he slipped to the late first round of the draft that I don't get that at all, but yeah, well, I do That's believe like
2: it. how could Malcolm Brogdon be the second round pick and then end up the rookie of the year, you know, when he,
1: yeah, touche. They, uh, yeah, touche. I guess they can't all be winners. Right. Yeah, I believe him, and good reason. Like, this team, they're not that far away. If he can get back to—I don't know what he has left in the tank either. But And don't think that these guys, when they opt out or they take less money and shit like that, they're not doing this for just purely altruistic reasons. Because if he's able to bring this team a championship, you know the owner's going to look out for him on the back end. If it's nothing like, you know, maybe— He offers him a front office job when he's done or he can use his private plane to go to the little whoever the fuck concert or, you know, they're going to look out for him in the long run. But, yeah, I believe him. And there's some holes that clearly need to be plugged on this team, but they're not that far away.
2: It's always interesting because it's a team like Boston that goes ahead and trades for Derek White and signs an Al Horford and that solidifies their bench. And look at the role these guys end up playing in the playoffs. Right. It's that time you get from those couple of people off the bench that can maintain or even excel your team on a run when the other team starters are out. Right. That's kind of what Milwaukee did with a, a much deeper bench last year than this year. If you look at things like that and you know, then you look at, look at the warriors. They won. You got guys like Jordan Poole, you know, coming off and, and playing huge minutes and, and Gary Payton jr. My goodness. I think that guy was the actual MVP of the finals, to be honest with you. But, Uh, A deep bench goes a long way. I think Harden will stay there. I don't think there's a lot of teams that are willing to pay him that much money right now. So, Bradley Beal, L.A. Lakers?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I'm, I'm thinking I'm trying to think about this because I, I, I don't know what their cap situation is, but it's the Lakers. So who gives a shit if they go, you know, if they go into the luxury or whatever.
2: Well, Russell Wilson, uh, uh, Russell Wilson, Russell Westbrook <laughs> opted in on some mm-hmm. kind of ridiculous number as well, didn't he? Forty
1: seven uh, million, yeah. I believe it was. Fucking Come on, man. He, I, I know he. That's another guy. He's going to take a lot of hits because of the way last season played out. But that's not all his fault. The way, the reason that the Lakers lost is not all his fault. Okay, he was second in points, first in assist, rebounds, steals, and field goals made on the squad. Man,
2: I'm just I, saying, Brad, I, Bradley. You Bill, know what? Man. Listen, it's June thirtieth, Thursday morning, right? doesn't even matter what yes. time it is doesn't even matter what time of fucking day it is in what time zone you know what he should be doing right now russell westbrook what's that he should be shooting a basketball
1: okay well you you te- you tweet him and say that and let me know how that works out for you
2: dear <laughs> russie dear what? russie <laughs> no but bradley bill yo it's, the- it's pc how's it been
1: you know the story arc where it, when it comes to these NBA players, I really man, you feel like you should
2: be at a gym somewhere shooting right now, regardless of the time of day.
1: He might he might hit you back, man, because Russ gives no fucks. I'll, I'll have me next him.
2: time you're in town, we'll we'll go out uh, for a lunch.
1: Yeah, he might take you up on that. Bring your clubs. <laughs> I wonder if he go No, but. You know the the that's not what I was talking about. You know the story arc though of the NBA player, man. You you get drafted, you go to the league, you spend your first four seasons getting your stats up and getting your name up. Then you go out and you, your second contract, that's where you make all your money. Then once you made all your money, you might take a little less to go out there and chase a title. You know, you're a veteran now, winning is more important than anything else. You got your bank back secured. You might take less to go for a title. I think that's where Bradley Beal is. Obviously, all the scuttlebutt, I mean, all the scuttlebutt is with him in the Lakers. Like, I haven't even heard another team in the conversation. Have you?
2: No, I haven't. Um, and I don't. Where's he from? Do you know? That's a good question. I know that he's averaged 22 points a game for his 10-year career in Washington. So the guy can put the ball in the basket. I know he went to Florida. I am fairly mm-hmm. uh, sure oh, He's from that.
1: St. Louis, so never mind. Yeah, he's from St. Louis. But, um,
2: yeah, I could see the
1: Lakers. I could see the Clippers. They, they made a couple of offseason moves thus far, too, that make them interesting. If they can get a healthy Kawhi bag, they might be the best team in L.A.
2: Well, who just went to the Clippers?
1: That's what I'm talking about. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know they just made a, a signing, a, a big signing, just last week so I wouldn't rule out Miami talking about Bradley Bill now wouldn't rule out Miami I'd have Brooklyn as a dark horse obviously the Lakers have to be there I'll just say LA I'll say one of those four teams either Brooklyn, Miami or LA
2: man this is pissing me off now I can't find it
1: yeah, because it was somebody that could play, and I was like, "Oh shit, okay." And, and, and I for because I totally forgot about Kawhi because you know he doesn't say shit, so we, we we never have any idea what's going on with him. And if you ever hear any of the pundits say, "Hey, this is what's going on with Kawhi," you know they're lying because he don't say shit. This is know. great podcasting, by the yeah, way.
2: yeah, I know they they signed Zubac, <laughs> fucking a. Oh well. Can't find it. What can you do? All right. Any last thoughts here on the NBA as these people are, you know, loving the the, the dead air silence that I'm not going to edit out.
1: Did they trade for Nerlens? Did they sign Nerlens Noel? Is that who it was? I thought it was somebody a little bit bigger than that,
2: though. No, anyway. him and Alec Burks went to Detroit from New York, I believe, to free up space so New York can sign Jalen Brunson. That I remember
1: yeah that's fool's gold jalen but whatever i love free agency sometimes that's more exciting than the actual game so it's going to be interesting to see how the pieces on the chessboard play out who goes where and i guess we'll see you all in what october for our nba preview
2: yeah well i mean next week we'll probably talk about if there's any big free agent signings of anybody moving you know that we didn't expect to move um yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I think the Clippers think, thing was a uh, K-
1: rumor. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, what do you think uh, KD is gonna do?
2: As far as well, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie's getting stand, so he's not leaving this year. He's under contract for four more years. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but I don't. I think I, I think the fact that I think Kyrie is in a in a contract year and it's gonna have to fucking show the fuck up at least for you know. If, 65 70 games spending on the length of the season that he thinks that they can actually do something this year so why not give it one more year where could he really go there's a lot of money you have to move around there
1: yeah but it's kevin durant you figure that shit out you you're like a uh, smoky's mom on friday oh, it well,
2: okay then where does he go and who do you trade for him so that the money evens out
1: well, i don't know where he's gonna go eventually but they're not even a team yet so that's neither here nor there where's that? and as far as the money and shit I don't man I, I I leave that to the nerds to figure that shit out.
2: All right, I got nothing else. You got anything else?
1: Yeah, man, um yeah, don't be surprised if Kevin Durant his last season or two he ends up in that uh on that Seattle franchise. Cuz the NBA is looking at expansion. There're two places, Vegas
2: well, and the, Seattle. That was the other place that they had. The, didn't Damian Lillard put something out, a picture of KD in a uh, trailblazers uniform next day yeah
1: yeah yeah but that that's not happening and get well soon dame i just want you to come back healthy yeah but don't be surprised if he ends his career with that seattle franchise because he actually wants on the lowest of keys 30, no, no no just hear me out they're on gonna the lowest the 32 of keys, teams yeah on the lowest of keys he wants ownership in that franchise so, yeah, his last season or two, he might play up in Seattle. And LeBron is trying to put a team to, or put a team of people together to make a bid at the uh, Las Vegas franchise as well. So, just throwing that out there into the ether, man. You know, just heard a couple things from a little birdie.
2: All right. Well, this little birdie's going to take a break. You're listening to Chair Shot Pets on the Chair Shot Radio Network. Head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. We shall return. You can bet on it.
1: Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always
2: use your head. Welcome back, Chair Shot Bets, and uh Plat I'm having trouble here, but I found it now. Come on, man. But tonight. ll cool pc no let's not (laughs) i just wanted to hear your no ufc 276 this weekend from the t-mobile arena right there in the aforementioned las vegas christopher Quite the card here, two belts being defended. The main card consists of, let's run it from the bottom to the top, bantamweight bout between Pedro Munoz versus Sean O'Malley, the favorite there at minus 295. Robbie Lawler back in action against Brian Barbarina. Barbarina Barbarina's favorite there, minus 120. That one's almost Welcome back, back. Adam. (laughs) Yay. Oh, I can't find it right now. We'll play it later. (laughs) Sean Strickland and Alex Pereira will square off in a middleweight bout and one of the co-main events, the featherweight title, will be defended by Alexander Volkanovski taking on one of the big names in that division, Max Holloway. Volkanovski minus 190. Holloway could be a solid money line bet. And Israel Adesanya, one of the biggest names in the UFC in mixed martial arts in general, almost pulled off the impossible of becoming a middleweight and light heavyweight champion, but could not pull out the victory against Jan Blahovich. He's back to defend that middleweight title, though, against a very tough contender who I've been more than impressed by on a few occasions in Jared Cannonier. Cannonier, though, is very much an underdog, plus 330 on the money line, adesanya huge favorite at minus 410 chris super solid card put together here by the ufc once again for ufc 276 this weekend any thoughts on any of the other matches besides the two title fights
1: you know i kind of poo-pooed this in our pre-production meeting but looking at it on paper this isn't a bad card i might have to check this one out yeah i might watch this this weekend
2: um, I really want to get a hold of the Freelim card. I don't know if I would imagine that's got to be said already with it being this weekend. Oh, here we go. Let's see what we got here. This will be Friday. Five o'clock. Uh, no, yeah. No, six o'clock Eastern on ABC. Wow, ABC. AB, Network Ooh. television putting on cage fighting, Chris. I mean, how we've come. We've really come to accept this. Uh, I think the biggest fight you'd see on here is Jim Miller taking on Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Uh, Brad Tavares is fighting as well. Ian Gary, Brad Riddell, and Jalen Turner should be a really good lightweight bout. So some really good fights here, obviously, once again, from UFC. What's your best pick there uh, on the main card, Chris, as far as the money lines go? I mean, it could be a favorite. It could be an underdog. Where do you see the value? Where do you think you can make some money on the main card?
1: That that's actually good of ABC putting Cowboy on the free show because I mean he he's washed but he still has name value. So that's 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 intelligent. Um, I'm gonna make a case here for Cannoneer. Now, it's strictly just betting purposes, you you talked about it yourself. Asanae, he tried to go up and win the light heavyweight title as well. Didn't work out for him. Historically speaking, man, there is precedent with this sort of thing when it comes to these fighters, whether it be MMA or boxing. You know, that uh sliding weight, that escalating and, and decelerating weight, man, it, it, it weakens your legs. It, it has an effect on you so coming back from that. Like, a lot of times guys aren't—Roy Jones went up to fight heavyweight and won the heavyweight belt and was never the same after that, just for, a, you know, a more recent example. If you think that could be the case here, maybe he doesn't have his sea legs under him at plus 330, eh— I don't think it's the worst thing to, you know, take a flyer, 25, 50 bucks, only 100 if you got it, to lose on Cannoneer. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Just for betting purposes. You could talk yourself <laughs> into that is what I'm saying.
2: I got you. I think Pedro Munoz taking on Sean O'Malley at plus 245 could be a decent uh, value bet there. He is the higher-ranked fighter. Uh, in addition, Shane, uh, Sean, not Shane. <laughs> Sean Strickland. Uh, in a pretty much a pick 'em fight against Alex Pereira. Otherwise, I think you're just giving money away with Cannonier. Uh Holloway, I think could win, but I don't believe so. And it's a lot to risk just to win hundred bucks on Adesanya in case he slips up here. Uh, so that's kind of my my. If you're picking on my think, Adesanya wins. Holloway Volkanovsky is kind of a coin flip, so maybe there's some value there in the Holloway fight. But, Platt, like you said, sounds man. like a really good blockbuster card here for July 4th weekend from the UFC.
1: Go with Alex on that one, too, man. I know Holloway, he's got name value, but, oh boy, is low-key one of the better fighters in the world as well. Like, if you made a top 10, he's he's in there somewhere, and probably higher than lower. He's on the ascend, if as they say in the industry.
2: The early prelims are also on um, ESPN Plus, I believe. Uriah Hall will be fighting. And then a couple of female fights. Jessica I in a women's flyweight belt. And then also Jessica Rose Clark and uh, Julija Stoliarenko. That's right. I took that one on, and I think I crushed it. Yeah, good for you, by the way. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. All right. Mm. Quick commercial, we're going to come back and we're going to talk some tennis and golf. My goodness, it's about to get stuffy up in here. This is Chair Shot Bets. Follow us at Chair Shot Bets, ChairShot Radio Network, TheChairShot.com. Always use your head and ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot.
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your
2: head. All right, folks, no quip for you, no quizzical soundbite for tennis. Sorry, I didn't really have time to grab one. Um, Hope you have your strawberries and cream ready for next weekend Sunday breakfast at Wimbledon or whatever the fuck, you know, your champagne and (laughs) all that hoity-toity stuff. I actually like watching the tennis majors. You know, you get some pretty good action, especially the women as they get into the semifinals and the finals because they have longer rallies. Um, but the men, the power that they display, and, and we always are rooting for a Nadal and Djokovic final, you know, the big heavyweights. But if we're looking Djokovic at...
1: Djokovic th- isn't there, though, is he?
2: Yeah, he is. Djokovic is there. He's won in his first two rounds already. Um, he is the...
1: No, favorite. no, Djokovic's not there. I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue.
2: No, Djokovic is there. You're thinking of Federer is not there. No, there's a guy
1: because he refused to get vaxed, and he is not there. And I could have swore it was Djokovic. Or, no, yeah. that was
2: a different tournament. This one they allowed. Him no, to No, this one too. No, they're, they're, la- swore they're not. They're not allowing. They're not allowing Russian players in because of the war. So yeah, I could have swore he wasn't going to be there. Okay, Djokovic is there. He's playing, and he's not vaccinated. So I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> oh, Brad, you know what the fuck I'm talking about? Okay, yeah, you're maybe talking about different up, a different tournament. I told you already. That
1: is not here. Oh, my God. And he's really, really good.
2: Yeah, Roger Federer, and then the two Russian guys because of the war Zverev and Rublev. God bless you. It's true, though. All right, take a look at the odds. I think they're going to change a little bit as these guys keep winning. But, Platt, if you look at the men's odds, Djokovic, the clear favorite, obviously, Rafa Nadal is probably the world's favorite tennis player. Uh, we all know his success at the French. He's won a couple Wimbledons. He is seated second here, uh, but you can make some money on it. Stefanos Sissipus and Nick Kyrgios are going to play each other in the third round, Chris, and I think maybe get a little bit of money on each of them because the winner of that match could actually end up winning this tournament. Two guys, younger guys that are playing really well, if Kyrgios can keep it together between the ears. Any numbers that you really like here as you're looking at this or thoughts on Djokovic or or Nadal's chances of uh, furthering their legacy by winning Wimbledon this year?
1: Not really. I like your your picks in terms of betting value. I wouldn't do it, but if you're looking for something to bet, that would be it. But, I mean, Djokovic, he's here. He's playing. He's probably the best player of all time. You got to go with him.
2: Moving on over to the women's side, Iga Swiatek. She is the favorite. Um... Huber, Halep, Goff right behind her. Kvitova has been playing well. Pliskova is one of the top ten favorites. She is out. Early exit for her. But uh, I would say Swiatek has got to be the one to beat. She's been kicking everybody's ass. I don't think she lost a set in the French. Uh be a little bit different. I think Kavitica, uh, or Kvitova Kavito, and probably Kerber, a former winner, would also be some uh, talent she might have to look out for. But I don't know the women's side that well. Coco Goff. Is who I'm rooting for, though, Platt.
1: At plus 1,000, man, that's a pretty good bet. And she's starting to really come into her own. She's still relatively young, but she's starting to come into her own. She made the French final. And at plus 1,000, if you're looking for a value pick, yeah, I'm going
2: Coco. All right, we're going to get some real quick golf picks in here. Just kind of a minor tournament this year. But Live Golf, man, they just keep adding the players, and their tournament is this weekend, so... I'd actually like to watch that tournament this weekend and see where they're playing. They're playing, actually, Pumpkin Ridge. My cousin, I believe, played out there in Oregon. It's supposed to be a really nice course, so hopefully that comes off well on the uh, broadcast for them. I'm not really sure if you can watch it anywhere but on their website, so uh, check that out. But the PGA is down in Illinois, the John Deere Classic. going to be some tractors out there on the course for you to look at. Not a star-studded field. Looks like a lot of guys taking the week off here. Never count out, if you want a long shot, of a guy who always plays well, has won here before, Zach Johnson, plus 8,000. At the top of the list, though, Adam Hadwin's been playing well. Sahih Segal has been really close a few times, so those would be three guys for me to look out for. And I always just like saying this guy's name, Christian Bazudenhut. That's not how you pronounce that shit. Yeah, it is. Bazudenhut. Christian not <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: looking, man, at the field of the guys that I do know. I see Jason Day out there plus 2,200. That's sure. another good value pick. But it's funny, man. The most interesting this is probably Live versus the PGA is probably the most interesting sports story out there right now. And the only people talking about it are you and I. I
2: mean, and the the sheer the, the, the sheer malice and resentment of live golf by the PGA commissioner, uh, Jay Monahan, is, is just, and his reluctance to literally acknowledge a future that may have to consist of them working with them, right? I mean, if you have enough talent, go that way. That's where, the, that's where the money is made. That's where people want to go to see these people and, and want to watch them, and that's where you get sponsorships from, where the talent is, where the people flock to, where the eyeballs go, where the asses go sit in seats. And if enough of these talented players are going to go play for Live Golf, you can't not pay attention to it.
1: Maybe that's the new Ryder Cup. Not the Ryder Cup per se, but something along those lines. You know what I mean? You get the the, the five best PGA players versus the five best live players and create a, a WrestleMania, Super Bowl-type atmosphere around well, this thing. The problem the we're, we're, I mean, we're, we're five to ten years away from that. I'm just saying. you talking the, about where the money's at.
2: The PGA Tour is not WWE, if you want to think of it that way, right? They're not in the set. Live Golf is on the same level as the PGA Tour already, even with all the tradition because you have these guys leaving like this, Right to me at Mm -hmm. least, because of the fact that these guys can still play in the four majors. If you look at it from a wrestling perspective, AEW will never be on the same level. And only AEW would benefit from like a, like a forbidden door thing that you had between new Japan and AEW where they both benefited. WWE would just basically be giving away a piece of the pie to AEW if they did something with them as far as, you know, an event where they wrestled each other like a mega bowl or something. But the PGA is just gonna have to watch their ass. They're already incorporating higher payouts just because of this. So we'll see. It's interesting. The the thing is, is it the live is still an invitational. You can't earn your way there, in which the PGA you earn your way into. So it's another avenue for guys who are already established and invited. We'll see what avenue they take. They're mixing up the format as well. But like you said, for even a very novice golf fan of yourself, is for the most part, um, you know, it, you think it's one of the best storylines right now.
1: Yeah, and that's how, by live being invitational, that's how it maintains its value. Because if everybody can get in, it loses its value. But sure. if they're cherry-picking certain guys that they want to come in and play, man, that's how you. That's how not only do you create value for yourself, but you maintain it as well.
2: Yeah, you know, and if you're getting p- invited to a party and they're telling you that, if you play all eight events, you're going to walk out with at least $960,000 regardless of where you finish. I think a lot of people are going to take that guaranteed <laughs> money, bro. Versions. Yeah.
1: Did I say that out loud?
2: <laughs> you did. You did. You did. Oh boy! So then, and there's gonna be this is gonna be in the news too because you already have the they're set up. The nine eleven protesters are gonna be at the tournament this weekend. Maybe not on the grounds, but right near them, wherever as close as they can get to.
1: Everything is political now, and that's so ironic of me saying this because I've been talking about these issues for so long that I don't like talking about them anymore because now everybody else is talking about them. And I've already said what I need to say, man, so I want to get back to just – honestly, I'd like to get back to just sports, man.
2: Shit. Well, speaking of getting back to just sports, folks, next week we're going to delve into a little thing called Major League Baseball. We're going to check out – what the all-star lineups are maybe looking like for this year, and who are the top contenders uh, from the American and National League that are looking to take home their divisions. The playoff format's a little bit different there. Chris, I know you're super excited to talk baseball. Go Guardians! only two games out of first, baby.
1: Had a rough stretch, lost about six or seven. They started actually playing good teams. That's what happened. (laughs) <laughs> they beat up on the bad teams, and they were, and then they, they, they took two out of three from L.A., which gave me hope. Shout out to Apple TV. I was actually able to watch that series on Apple TV. Our, uh, then they got swept.
2: Are we both back to work next week? Um, I think I am, yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll grab uh, Patrick O'Dowell then for uh, early evening uh, chair shot bets to bring him in, a uh, baseball expert that he is as well. we'll get a little bit more uh, content in here. See if Ray is around, maybe two next week.
0: Don't
1: ever cut me off again when I'm shouting out my guardians, man. Sorry, They're two games back of first place, sir.
2: What a great name.
1: Oh, yeah. The, they always pick the worst name when it's time to change these teams' names, yes. They might as well have called them the Cleveland Steamers, you know? Can you imagine?
2: <laughs> and I think that is the universe <laughs> sending me a clue to wrap this show up. Well, let me tell you, you can follow this show at ChairshotBets. Make sure you're following the Chair Shot on Twitter and uh, uh, Facebook at Chair Shot Media. Head on over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the Chair Go to thechairshot.com. Always use your head. You can follow me at PC Tunny. Yeah. And make sure you're finding everything Chair Shot Radio Network on all of your stream- favorite streaming platforms in addition to thechairshot.com.
1: Yeah, you heard the man. You can find me on Twitter at The Real C Platt, And make sure you. Check out everything we got going on over here at The Chair Shop, man. We really are your favorite and best site for news, reviews, opinion, and analysis. Bandwagon nerds. Outside his edge. I think they do it like once every six months or something like that. The Greg DeMarco Show. DWI. Everything else. If I forgot about it, blame it on the brain, not the heart. He's playing me off with the Oscars music. So that means my time is up here, folks. We'll see you back here next week. Same plat time, same plat channel. Until then, Shalom.